Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mino Line Media presents the Business First Podcast. Hi, all, and welcome to a new episode of Business First with Sonia Aline. I am your host. And today we have a woman in studio who has created a very unique company that was developed to foster and support the growth of Black-owned businesses. Her name is Aisha Taylor Issa, and the organization is called Sisters in Business Expo. Welcome, Aisha. Hi, Sonia. Thank you so much for having me. So grateful to be here. Absolutely. Um, So you yourself are an entrepreneur. And so what was it about your personal experience that you knew that this was needed in the marketplace? Great question. Yeah. So I've I've been an entrepreneur uh, for quite some time. My sister and I owned a career consulting business uh, for over 20 years called TaylorMade Professional Career Consulting. And we uh, were always looking for ways to grow our business. Of course, at that time, when we first started, you know, there was really no social media. It wasn't popping like that. Wow, I really feel old. Um, (laughs) But, you know, so so much of it was grassroots, kind of just figuring out ways to market and to grow the brand. And uh, we always wanted to participate in trade shows, but found that they were really costly, um, hard to get into. And so around fast forward to around 2017, um, when um, American Express had put out a a piece about Black women, women of color being the largest and fastest growing demographic of entrepreneurs in the country at the time, that was breaking news and everyone was talking about it. Uh, But as you dug a little deeper, you learned that we were the largest and fastest growing, but the least earning, the least funded. That did not sit well with me. Uh, And so that's really how the Sisters in Business Expo was birthed. I knew the value in expos and trade shows and wanted to create uh, an affordable and accessible platform where micro to small business owners could come and showcase their brands and services and and grow and scale their businesses. And and that's really how how we got started. You actually have a community that gains additional support. So it's not just that they come and they show their wares, they pack their stuff up and leave. You've really created a community. Absolutely. The brand has grown far beyond what we ever could have imagined. Uh, when we first started, we thought we were just going to you know, host some expos and send people home and that would be it. But early on, we began to hear from our audience that they wanted more, um, that they were desirous of you know, more ways to engage and network and especially more ways to learn. And so very early on, we added other parts to the brand, uh, beginning with the Sisters in Business University, which is our teaching and training arm where we provide free or low cost training and services to help sisters start, grow, or scale their businesses successfully. Um, followed by that was the Sisters of Business Foundation. That's our nonprofit 501c3 entity where we provide grants uh, to sisters in business through pitch competitions. And then most recently, the Sister Shop, which is our retail and e-commerce destination where we feature the brands of over 150 uh, women of color entrepreneurs from around the country. We have two retail locations, uh, one in Elizabeth, New Jersey at the Mills at Jersey Gardens and one in Atlanta at Atlantic Station and online uh, at the sistershop.com where we are essentially the Amazon of Black women-owned brands. So you started in 2017 and so you were still fairly young in the middle of the pandemic. How did you manage 
your growth and your expansion and maintaining the consistency through the pandemic? Yeah, so the pandemic really uh, changed and shifted the trajectory of our entire brand. Uh, Prior to the pandemic, we were just hosting our expos and we had our university and we were actually getting ready to host our first pitch competition through our foundation. When COVID hit, uh, it really jolted us initially because we were primarily an event-based business. And so we um, had to strategize. I won't even say we were one of those people who quickly pivoted. It took a while for us to kind of figure out um, how to still serve our audience. Uh, we did do a virtual conference that year and it was amazing, um, but we knew that that wasn't going to be enough because there's just something about uh, the spaces that we've been able to create. And so in 2021 is when we launched the sister shop. At that time, um, malls were starting to reopen and folks were beginning to come back out. And so it was a, a critical time for us to take advantage of the opportunity to go into retail. And so we were able to open our first store in April of 2021. And so covid ultimately was a blessing for our business. Had it not been for COVID, we probably would have never um, dived into the world of retail. Um, And it has been a tremendous blessing. We've been able to serve uh, more sisters than we ever imagined, being a gateway to retail for many uh, entrepreneur women of color who never imagined that they would be able to, um, you know, be on the shelves in a store. Um, And so we're really grateful for that. So COVID ended up being a blessing for us and it has grown our business, 10X our business, and we've been able to do so much more than we ever imagined. So as we mentioned that there are um, American Express, uh, you mentioned earlier, was kind of the um, the motivating factor for you to start your business because they had released a survey. Um, LinkedIn did a survey last year. Um, I know McKenzie did a survey not too long ago as well. So there have been a, n- a number of major organizations who have been doing these surveys on Black businesses. But because you are in the thick of it, wanted to know if there's anything that you are seeing that Black women-owned businesses need specific help in or need specific support that even maybe even some of these um, reports might be missing. Sure. I mean, I think everyone has, you know, been focusing a lot on Black women, particularly Black women in business um, lately, uh, though we've been in business for, um, you know, decades and years and years. Uh, and so this recent focus has has created some opportunities, which have been great. Um, I think that there's still a lot of work to be done, particularly around those um, startups, micro to small business owners who are trying to get to the level where a lot of the opportunities require you to already be. Uh, so whether it be already at six figures or already receiving investments and things like that. And so that's where we are focusing a lot of our attention is on those uh, sisters who are trying to get to that level and providing them the support and resources that they need. And so we'd love to see more more money and uh, more resources and, and, and opportunities created in those spaces. Why is it that you think um, from what you've experienced that it has been hard for Black-owned businesses to secure the money that they need? Because we're over-mentored and underfunded, right? Everybody wants to coach us. Everybody wants to put us in an incubator. Everybody wants to put us in a, a training program, which is great. We need all those things too, but we also need money, right? And 
other demographics don't have to work as hard. They don't have to prove themselves as much. They aren't asked for as much when it comes time to to make investments, to give grants, to give resources. And so um, we have to work twice as hard to get half as much. And so we would love to see a shift in that. And that's why we ourselves as Sisters in Business um, have not waited for uh, folks to invest in our sisters. We are investing in them ourselves. That's why we started our grant um, program and our pitch competitions. Uh, We've given away uh, over $60,000 in grants over the last couple of years. We would like to see that number quadrupled. (laughs) And so, you know, we... That's that's where the real need is. We need funding and we shouldn't have to do more than others to get it. Tell us about the range of businesses that we can find at your expo and in the retail stores. So one thing about our brand uh, that's unique is that we are intentional about having a diverse vendor pool as well as intentionally including both products and service-based businesses. So when you come to one of our events, uh, you will see every and anything from clothing and accessories to skincare, home goods, decor, arts, crafts, books. I really knew we had um, diversified when we had a dog groomer, right? Like we are really intentional about showcasing everything that women of color do, right? Like we don't just, you know, make body butters. We don't just sell clothing and accessories. We are uh, amazing beings that are able to do any and everything. And so we have a wide variety of, of vendors who participate. Uh, and even in our stores, the same the same exists. We have so many different products in all categories. We've got something for the entire family. So while it's called the sister shop, there's something for the brothers, there's something for children. And then also on weekends, we have weekend vendors who pop up live. And those are often service-based businesses who come in to showcase their services uh, to our audience as well as product-based. So we're able to serve a lot of groups. So aside from you being an entrepreneur, you're also an ordained minister, you're a college professor, um, and you're a mom. How do you feel that each of those have contributed to the success that you are finding, that you're offering and delivering in your business? Yeah, I think the undertone of my life is service. I find um, service in everything that I do. So before um, becoming a full-time entrepreneur, I worked in city government for over 15 years. Uh, even that work uh, in children's services, I felt like was a calling to serve the families that we were providing childcare services for, right? And ministry, of course, the word ministry itself means service. And so being called into ministry is is being called to a life of service uh, and to um, helping those, you know, who desire to, to grow in their faith to reach that. Uh, and then this work that I'm doing here uh, with Sisters in Business is, is a service. We are serving the sisters who become a part of our ecosystem, who come to our events, uh, the customers who walk into our stores. We are we, we take it very seriously and we, we find it um, uh, to be a calling and, and service that we're providing. So I think that's, that's how this has helped me to grow this brand is that I've been doing service all my life. Now I'm just serving a, a different population. Um, I would like to go through all the areas, all the extensions of your business so that the audience can understand what that is, and if they're interested, how they can apply. So for the university piece, what can anyone who's enrolled in your university expect to learn and gain from that process? Absolutely. We have um, a very diverse and extensive offering as it relates to topics, resources, tools that are necessary for a sister to grow, start, or scale their business. So anything from, you know, 
business structure to taxing and taxes and accounting to budgeting and marketing and branding. We really cover a wide array. Very soon, we are actually launching our membership, which will give you access to all courses. Currently, courses are are provided on an individual, you know, one-by-one basis, and people have to sign up for each course individually. But our membership will be launching very soon, where as a member, you'll have access to all of our courses, um, as well as to mentorship and training. And so we are really excited about that because now sisters won't have to, you know, kind of come back every time, but they'll be a part of the membership and be able to take advantage of all the different offerings that we have. Um, Right now, we offer our courses uh, similar to a university um, in a semester type style. So we have a fall set of courses, spring, summer, uh, and winter. And so we'll continue that. But as a member, you'll get access to all of those. And so if somebody wanted to uh, apply right now, what would be the process for them to do so? Head right on over to our website. Uh, so sistersinbusinessexpo.com and that's S-I-S-T-A-H-S. So sistersinbusinessexpo.com and there's a page there for the university. They would just click right on that page and they can check out any upcoming courses as well as get the replays for previous courses. Uh, there is also a link to join our mailing list. And if they do that, they will get the, um, the invitation to apply when we open up applications for the membership. And for the foundation, they can also find information on the foundation there. Um, but what is it that, that um, anybody who's in, any woman who's in business could expect from the foundation? So the primary um, service or experience that comes through our foundation is our pitch competition. Uh, We host the pitch competitions in um, the local markets. This year, we'll also be adding a national uh, competition at the end of the year. And so we have application periods for the pitch competition. So the application period for our uh, June pitch competition in New Jersey will be opening up pretty soon. So again, the best thing to do is to join our mailing list, which is on our website, sistersinbusinessexpo.com. And then they'll be able to apply um, for um, the opportunity to participate in the pitch competition. Um, And we're really excited about um, how the sisters have grown uh, in this last year. In addition to uh, selecting the finalists, everyone who was a finalist also got a coaching session with a nationally known uh, pitch expert. And so we're really, again, giving them the tools and the skills that they need beyond our competition, but so that they might be able to go out and excel in other competitions as well. And if somebody has a wonderful product that they would like to showcase and be available for sale, how is it that they can be a part of the retail or the e-commerce part of your business? So um, the sistershop.com is the hub for our store. And that's also S-I-S-T-A-H, the sistershop.com. And there they'll find the application to apply to be a vendor for either of our locations in um, New Jersey or Atlanta. Once you become a vendor in the physical location, you're automatically a part of our e-commerce site. We are in the development stages of adding the ability for those who are not who don't desire to be in the physical store, but to just be on the website. And that will be coming later this year. Um, there is a wait list. Uh, so um, we have just had such an overwhelming response and we're extremely grateful. Um, but we still encourage them to apply so that they are a part of our database and we reach out to folks when space becomes available. Also, we have uh, the weekend vending opportunity, and there's much more opportunity for that. So if a sister's interested, she can head right over to the website, the same website, and select the weekend opportunity, and they can she can apply to be a weekend vendor with us. Okay. All righty. You've also had some major brands sponsor your events 
for a lot of organizations, it's, it can be difficult to get into those doors. What was the process like getting those first sponsors to believe in your vision? Let me tell you, um, it has not been easy. <laughs> it has not been easy. So a lot of prayer. I can tell you that for sure. It has not been easy, but um, it is a labor of love, uh, you know, getting f- folks who have the resources and the influence to help you serve the people that you've been called to serve uh, is not easy, but it's necessary. And so we have done a lot of relationship building. So many of the sponsors and supporters that we've been able to get is because People spoke our names in rooms that we were not even in. And so it's really about just being authentic, being genuine and and doing the work. Um, My good friend, Bevy Smith, uh, always says that, you know, if you do the work, everything else will happen and will fall into place. And so um, we're really, really grateful that we've been doing the work and the work has has allowed us to get great partners and sponsors who've helped us to do even more work to, to support sisters in business. Um, but it is not easy. You will get a lot of no's. Um, the, the key is to not give up uh, and to keep pushing, keep keep uh, networking, keep doing the work so that people can see you're serious about this and, and it's necessary. And is that what you would tell any young woman uh, interested in starting a business today or any woman who's leaving corporate America to start her business, what advice would you offer? Uh, wow. So much. I think that, of course, you know, if it's if you are starting a business, it has to be something that you are passionate about. It cannot be an option. It cannot be negotiable because it's not easy. Being an entrepreneur, particularly a full time entrepreneur, is probably the hardest job I've ever had maybe besides being a mom, right? And so um, you have to be tough. You have to be willing to, um, you know, hear no, but keep going, you know, to not get what you want, but keep pushing forward. There's going to be a lot of difficulty. There's going to be a lot of um, upward hills to climb. Um, but if you're if you're called to the work, if it's something you're extremely passionate about, then you will keep doing it. And so that's my first piece of advice. And then, you know, to learn early on that you cannot do everything. You know, I think that so many sisters into the world of entrepreneurship thinking that they have to be all things to everyone um, because that's just kind of how we're wired as women of color, right? No business can grow significantly beyond um, a certain level if they don't take on help, if they don't learn to delegate. And so that's what we try to instill in others. So I'm, I'm glad you shared about the importance of getting help and getting support. I don't have the data in front of me, but so many Black-owned businesses are sole proprietorships. Um, Can you talk a little bit about the process that, that you have gone through to develop a staff that you feel strong and confident in to um, carry out the work that you're doing? Sure. I, you know, I, um, I must say if this was one area where I was not well prepared, it was, uh, in having a staff and having a team, because again, you see so many, like you said, so many, uh, black women owned businesses are solopreneurs. And so I had not been around enough sisters who did have a team and, and had a, 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 you know, a, a growing staff to know that it was possible or to even know how to manage it. So a lot of it I've had to learn on the job. Uh, we were quickly thrown into, having actual W-2 employees when we opened our first retail store. Because prior to that, we had a team, but everyone was a contractor, 
right? Um, and so that was a big shift for us. I had to do a lot of quick learning, a lot of um, calling friends. Thankfully, I had a couple of other sisters and sister friends in business who had retail stores and were able to kind of show me the ropes. Um, but it has been a, a learning curve. Um, we've kind of got a groove now, and we've also been able to hire outside of the retail uh, space. So we now have a team, you know, for the entire brand. But that is something that I think is not modeled enough for sisters who are starting businesses to know that you can have a team, you can have staff, it is possible. And this is how you go about doing it. And so now I'm always hiring um, because I know the value in having having human capital, having people to help you carry out this work uh, is so critical. Um, you know, God forbid anything ever happens to me, I want to know that this work is going to continue and I can't do that if I hold on to everything. So um, we're really, really um, committed to growing. Uh, this year, we continue. We, we have plans to add uh, two executive level, two additional executive level staff to the team. Um, and so we're, we're excited about that. Very good. So what do you see next for your organization? So our uh, our goal this year is to serve more sisters in more ways, uh, in more places, and in better form. And so uh, we intend to do that by um, scaling uh, the existing parts of the brand and then adding some additional pieces. Uh, we're really excited. This year, we've shifted our expo model a little bit. So rather than um, having four separate one-day events in different cities, we're having two two-day events. Uh, and so the sisters who come will be a part, be with us for the entire weekend. And on that weekend, we'll have our conference on Friday and then our expo and pitch competition on Saturday. Uh, and to have a, you know, more touch points with the sisters in one whole weekend rather than having to travel to so many cities. And so we're excited about that. Um, last year, we also enhanced and added our uh, virtual components so that all of our events are now hybrid. Uh, so we're able to reach a wider audience. We want to continue to grow that even more to touch sisters and even more more markets than we already do. Uh, and then, of course, continue to grow and expand our uh, retail side. So uh, looking to open at least one, possibly two more retail locations this year. Uh, and then growing out the e-commerce piece, as I mentioned, to be able to um, support and showcase brands solely on the e-commerce side and not necessarily in the retail space, because obviously there are limits in the retail space, right? Like the space is only so big, we can only hold so many products. But on the e-commerce side, it's limitless. And so we're working with some web developers to build out that structure. Okay. Well, very good. So tell us how we can stay in touch and keep abreast of all the different things that are happening. I know you have a, a mamapreneur event that's coming up soon. You have the pitch competition that's coming up soon. Tell us how we can stay in touch with everything that's going on. Yes. Um, please be sure to follow uh, and connect with us, of course, on all the social media platforms. So on Instagram, we're SIB Expo. On Twitter and TikTok, the same SIB Expo. On Facebook, we are Sisters in Business Expo. So S-I-S-T-A-H-S in Business Expo. Um, and my personal page on uh, Instagram is SIB Founder. Uh, and so I talk a lot there about just how to grow brands. I talk a lot about vending and how vending is so vital and giving tips and things like that. So, um, and then of course, always feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, um, Aisha Taylor Issa. Well, thank you so much. We, you've got a little one back there who's begging for your attention. And so thank you though, for sharing your story and sharing um, the information about your brand. And we look forward to supporting you and having you back as you continue to grow. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And thank you all for listening. We'll be back again next week with another dynamic guest. Take care. 
The Business First Podcast is hosted and produced by Sonia Aline, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find the Business First Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcast. On social media on IG at business underscore first underscore podcast. Follow the Mean Old Line Media Podcast Network on IG at Mean Old Line Media. Get the Mean Old Line Media app in the App Store or Google Play. The Business First Podcast is a Mean Old Line Media production. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.